Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. But hey guys, we, we did it. We've almost made it through 2021. Um, we are heading into what I would say is actually my favorite week of the year. It's the week after uh, Christmas. We've made it through all of the hustle and bustle of, of Christmas, and it's and we're right. It's right before New Year's, and I just I've just always loved it. When I was young, it was really like long days in my pajamas, playing with the toys that I got for Christmas. And when I got a bit older. Uh, it was kind of the calm after the storm that's Christmas parties and get-togethers and school concerts and festive preparations. It's this, it's this week of nothing where you're not sure if it's like Monday or Thursday or Saturday. It's kind of like, you know, like the kind of Saturday when you wake up, uh, not a regular Saturday where you got errands and things to catch up from uh, the things that you didn't get to during the week, um, but the kind of Saturday when you wake up and you know there's nothing on the agenda for that day. I love nothing. When you're older, nothing is so, so great. So I love this week between Christmas uh, and New Year's, as, as long as I can remember, when it was no longer about uh, enjoying my toy haul from the days before, uh, became a week of reflection and a week of, uh, of of processing the the year that has been before stepping into the year that's coming. New Year's is such a great time of those sort of closing out and coming into sort of uh, things. So much so that when I was younger, uh, I used to do this thing called 21 Questions That Will Change Your Life from uh, Lance Wall now. It's a, it's a fun resource, you can you can Google it, uh, but really is a, a journaling marathon, if nothing else. Uh, I was prayerfully walking through all sorts of different questions about you know, your relationship with your spouse or your dreams for your, for the future, things that might be hindering you or what your kids need from you in that season and how you can help them. Um, questions about how to nurture your relationship with the Lord. Uh, just good, good inventory, good time to reflect on where you're at so you can know where you need to go. So for years, when I was, when I was single and had no kids, I would sit down and and uh, you know, do this this long like long time of just journaling through all of these things, and I'd have my good cup of coffee and you know acoustic music and all the all the the wonderful things that can make those sort of um, times be be really uh, really special. But uh, and then one year when I was uh, you know had had kids and and a, a friend of mine was like, hey, we should go on a momcation. I'm like, what's what's a momcation? Is this like where you go away without your kids for a night? So we, we got a hotel room in exotic Langley because of, you know, no kids is 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 no kids, right? And so we got this hotel room. We're in separate separate spots in the in the hotel room. We got room service and we sat there and did journaling for like hours. It was great. I just, I love that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm still working on it. If you're watching, I'm still working on it. We're FaceTime uh, that one later, but. Uh, this week between between Christmas and New Year's, uh, the 2021 wind down, if you will, such a great time to give space um, to allow ourselves to really stop and, and process and think and celebrate the goodness of God and practice gratitude, remember who he is. Um, New Year's lends itself to those sort of things. And if I was really honest, as I look back on, <laughs> on 2021, um, I can tell you this, it, it, it may didn't look exactly like what I've been hoping for in my nothing week of 2020. My reflection times, it, it didn't look like what I had expected it to, that's for sure. 
uh, for me this year held a lot of things. I laughed as I wrote the little blurb that's meant to go on the back of your Vista print cards that I never came in time because of road complica complications with Highway 3. But, uh, but I was writing, I'm like, oh, this happened and this happened and this happened. And gee, I hope that 2022's card is a little less <laughs> eventful and a little more normal. But we, uh, we launched a church in the middle of a global pandemic, Horizon Princeton. We're very excited. Um, it was just like a year and a half later than we had originally intended. It's no, it's no big deal. Uh, but there was just like months of like, can we, can't we, should we, shouldn't we, are we going to be able to, will they, won't they? It felt like a romantic comedy of church planting life of will they or won't they. Um, but surprise, we did, um, you know, after restrictions and travel bans and mask mandates and all of the all of the things, we did finally get to uh, open the doors of Horizon's first campus plant. Um, and when we did open, I was seven months pregnant. Um, and so that's not, it wasn't exactly in the original church launch plan. I don't recommend uh, that order of events, uh, but somewhere in the uncertain moments of like, will we, won't we with the church, Praxis, like, Praxis and I were like, should we, shouldn't we? Like, yeah, let's, let's, go, let's go for it. Let's do ad number three. Uh, and so, so we did. Um, and uh, we're so we're so happy that uh, that we did that. So in the middle of finally opening a church campus, uh, we had a baby. Her name is Ariella Ember. I don't know if she's here somewhere. Can somebody pass that baby to me? <laughs> but we uh, we really enjoyed. That's okay if she's sleeping. You guys want to see a baby even if she's sleeping, right? I felt like if I didn't show you that, you know, I might get angry text messages or something. Uh, so here she's she's coming. So we have Ariella Ember, and we also have Oh Hi Sweetie. Yeah, yeah. Here she is. She's just like a little bear. Yeah. So uh, I'll hold her for a second. I have uh, Ariella Ember. We just absolutely adore her. We have uh, she's our, our third girl. We have twin girls, two and a half, two and a half, <laughs> four and a half year old twin girls. Uh, Kelly and Raina. And I've just so enjoyed this season with, with Ari uh, because she's just one baby. You're just one baby. We just change one diaper. We just pick up one car seat. Um, it just It's just such a, a fun stage. I'm going to pass her back because I know you guys are just looking at her and you're not looking at me anymore. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. <laughs> I hope she goes back to sleep so that uh, the audio is good for this. But uh, it's just, yeah, it's just so I'm, I'm really glad that I got to experience uh, both uh, newborn stages. Um, one thing is that no sleep is still no sleep, no matter if it's one or two, that's, that doesn't change. Uh, but once she kind of figured out days and nights, um, things, things got, got a little better, but it's been, it's been such a joy. She's been such a joy to us in this season. So we had a baby and when baby was three months old, the church was about six months old. We, uh, our town went through a, a horrific flooding event, just absolutely horrific. Um, the town just completely, uh, areas flooded the, the neighborhood, uh, surrounding the church was one of the worst hit areas. Uh, the church took on about seven feet of water in the basement. Um, now the entire basement has had to be gutted, like every like drywall, like uh, down, down to the studs. And we're in the process of, of doing that. Uh, our neighborhood close to our house, um, about four or five houses away from us flooded. We're really, really grateful. Um, the water didn't get as far as our house, uh, but we did leave in the middle of the night, 2 a.m. We're like, we better take the kids and go because um, we had concerns about if the water reached uh, the second bridge, we wouldn't be able to get out or if the road washed out, just di different things like that. And so um, a bit of a, a crazy few days there, 
um, we went up to a friend's house just in case. But as I look back, 2021, um, it didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. It didn't look like what I had expected. Um, I think I thought that certainly nothing could be worse than 2020. Did anybody else think that? Like, if it's just not, I know it's not going to be worse than 2020. It's got to be better than that. Held some unexpected of, of its own. Um, and I, I'm using the word unexpected. You'll hear it a number of times in our little chat today. Uh, uh, because if I think, I think if I hear the word unprecedented one more time, I might lose it. But there's moments of big joy. There was moments of big grief. There was moments of big hurt, disappointment, some things we didn't understand. Uh, some moments of uncertainty in the midst of delay, moments of confusion, moments of wanting to walk away, moments of celebration, and moments of devastation. And uh, my question for us today is, as we reflect, how do we celebrate the goodness of God through, through a year that had some unexpected and was perhaps a little less than you had hoped for or different than you had hoped for? Uh, how do we celebrate? Well, not ignoring the parts that maybe hurt us or wounded us or parts where we're still grieving um, and like uh, some parts that were likely unexpected. And I, I want to ask, what did 2021 hold for you? If I, if I could be so bold as to assume, I, I bet it didn't look like what you were hoping for in your, uh, you know, in your nothing week expectations of, of 2020, if you did any reflecting or dreaming there, maybe there was some unexpected health complications, maybe the loss of somebody close to you or the loss of property due to natural disaster. I know many walking through that, uh, people with their life savings that was in, in, in their homes. And, and now where is that? Uh, maybe losing your job for reasons that you didn't agree with. We have friends walking through things where they had to choose between their job and putting food on the table for their family because of their beliefs and and uh, everything that, that surrounds that. There's been loss of community and people or relationships, uh, tensions over COVID things or vax things, uh, whatever side you, you fall on that relationships have been broken over these things, the things that are important to you. Um, for me, a loss of the feeling of control. And like, I don't know if you know me, like I like to have my ducks in a row. Like I like to know that I know where the things are. Uh, but that's that's been hard situations continuing to change around us. And so we're trying to balance this unexpected year last two years even uh, and still have hope and and celebrate the goodness of God in the middle of it. And sometimes if if I'm honest, I actually had to had to step aside from whatever was happening in life and almost set the situation aside, um, the 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 chaos, the loss, the the heartbreak. Um, the celebration moments, the devastation, the the unexpected. To I had to set aside that I didn't plan it this way. The, the, this wasn't in the original ask. This wasn't what I was expecting and set those things aside. And I've had to uh, make a choice personally. How am I going to respond? How am I going to respond? Uh, and I didn't do it perfect every time. Uh, but I've, I've, I've had to remind myself and rest in the fact that the unexpected to me was not unexpected to him. Is he God when everything works out? Or is he God all of the time? Is he good when, when everything seems good? Or is he good all of the time? Is he worthy of my worship when I feel like it? Or is he worthy of my worship all of the time? I've been fixated on this verse. It's pretty well known, but it's just so profound. Uh, and it's just such an amazing anchor for us in this reflective week of 2021. 
this moment that's after last year and, and, and before next year. It comes out of the book of Hebrews. It's from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, and it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, I wanted something more unique, more profound, but I, I, I think we need to land here. Like, I am pretty good at uh, looking back at a situation, looking back at a, at, a, at a circumstance and finding the silver lining or finding the places where I could say, yeah, I could see that God was working here and I see God was working here. I didn't get it then, but, you know, if the, and if I'm having a, a difficulty finding perspective in the midst of those, those situations, I know where to go, wise counsel and wise wisdom. People have walked before me, um, counselors or, or, or pastors or leaders or friends. Um, so I, I, I'm pretty good at searching for where I saw God at work after the fact. I'm, I'm really good at believing for tomorrow. Um, my uh, <laughs> little, a funny little story, uh, 2020, my, my Spotify wrapped, uh, is, it's where it calculates what songs you listen to the most and stuff. So, so I went and I looked at it, 2020 and it said that my number one listen song was, was Promises by Maverick City. It just talks about like, I'm going to, you know, stand on your promises and leave you know, the, the faithfulness of the God of Abraham and he's going to do just what he said. I'm like, yeah, that was 2020. Cause I was like, what is this? Like, I am standing on the promise of God. You're going to do it. God, you're going to come, come through. So 2021, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, cause it was such a defined, like, I'm like, yeah, that song defined my year, 2020. So 2021 comes and I'm like, I'm going to see what was my uh, Spotify wrapped of, of this year. I must've needed <laughs> to like die in my pride a little bit because I went and I, and I checked it. It said that my number one song was Bruno Mars, leave the door open. And like, I don't, I don't think I have ever willingly just like sat down and like, I'm going to listen to this. I think, I think Praxis listens to music at work. So I, I got hacked or something like that. Cause like, to me, the only, the only time I remember that song is just like reels or TikToks where, um, all the cupboard doors are open in a house and it says like, oh, my husband's favorite song must be I'll leave the door open. Anyway, so <laughs> in our house, that's really a 50-50 issue. I'm usually at closet doors and he can cover doors. Anyways, I digress. I digress. Um, and, then, and then I was like, well, certainly maybe the number two song of 2021 was mine. And that wasn't mine either. It was a song that the girls like from a, a Spider-Man movie. I wouldn't even tell you what song it is because you're probably still judging me for the last reference that I made, but you know, it's, that's okay. I can't see you looking at me right now, but I, I see you. <laughs> uh, so number, the number three song was uh, a song called Wait On You by Elevation and, and Maverick City was a, a collaboration, uh, Wait On You. And it, it just seemed fitting to, to this year, to this year of just some unexpected. Uh, so wait, it says things like, wait on the Lord. He will renew your strength. He will renew your strength. So I say, wait, there's this, this tag that says somebody worship while you wait. Somebody worship while you wait. Strength is rising. Faith is rising. Hope is rising. And and I just, I love that. Like, I, I'm pretty good at looking what he has done. I would say I'm, I'm really good at looking forward to what he's going to do. Um, but I, I'm working on what it means to be uh, in today when today didn't look like what I thought it was going to. The unexpected of today for me uh, that wasn't unexpected to him. And that, that verse, Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The, the, the same God that you saw come through for you yesterday, he can come through for you uh, today. 
because that's who he is. And, and I believe there's an invitation even to remind ourselves of who he is today. Because uh, sometimes we, we forget, sometimes we focus on the circumstance instead of on the, the creator. And, and there's these uh, names of God as we read through the scriptures, things like he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And I just, I love that. It says he's Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. He covers us. He's Jehovah Shama, the Lord who is there. He is Emmanuel, God with us. The whole story of Christmas, everything we've just been celebrating and, and, and doing is, is about the story of a God who is with us, Emmanuel. He says, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of peace. The peace that, that surpasses understanding in those times when we don't get it. We can trust God, you are the Lord of peace. It says you are the Prince of peace. You can give us peace that surpasses understanding. And I love that I can rely on that when the things don't make sense. It doesn't add up, but I know that you are faithful. I know that you work all things together for the good of those who love you, who are called according to your purposes. I know that you are the Lord who heals. You're the Lord who restores. You are the Lord who is ever present. And he is the same yesterday, today, in the middle of your today, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Who do you need him to be today? Or more, who do you need to remind yourself that he is today? Hebrews 4.16 says we can approach God's throne of grace with confidence that we may uh, find mercy, receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. In our time of need. He has what we need when we need it. There's a story that I love about the Israelites in the Old Testament, it's in the book of Exodus. If you're looking for something fun to read over the holidays, uh, Exodus is just full of there's, there's some crazy stories. You're going to like it. Uh, if you haven't read it, go read it and then tell me about it. Uh, but there's this group of people called uh, the Israelites. They were God's chosen people. And uh, they broke out of slavery. They were in slavery in Egypt. And uh, they were heading to this place they called the Promised Land. And uh, I mean, there's lots more to the story, but I'm just going to give you kind of Reader's Digest. They found themselves wandering, actually starving in the desert. Um, and uh, see, they, they knew who God had been. They had like lots of stories about what God had done, not just yesterday, but, but in, years, in years past. Uh, they had some stories of old, and then they had some really recent stories. God broke them out of slavery. He helped them cross the Red Sea. The seas opened up. They walked through on dry light. I'm, I'm telling you, go read it. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good book, Exodus. Um, uh, but, and then they knew who God was going to be tomorrow because that's where they were headed to the promised land, to a better life, a land flowing with milk and honey. Um, that's why they left Egypt. But today they found themselves starving. They even longed for going back into slavery because they're like, well, at least there we had food. Um, and, uh, you know, they were needing some pretty basic things. And then it's so cool. God comes through and he feeds them day in and day out with this stuff called manna. And I, I laugh because uh, the word manna translated actually means what is it? Like God provides for them in a way that they didn't even have language for. They didn't have a word for whatever this whatever this thing was. Um, and have you ever felt like maybe maybe the provision that you need, you don't even know what it is that you need, but you just know that you need something. Like God knows exactly what you need. They say it tasted, uh, look, look maybe like coriander and tasted like honey wafers, whatever that is. 
in my brain, uh, the, they look like those puff wheat cereals that church ladies make into chocolate squares and serve at potlucks. And you take one and you think it's going to be good, but it's actually something healthy, trying to look like it's something good. That's just my personal opinion. Um, my, uh, I think a Sunday school teacher used them as an example of what uh, manna would, could have looked like. And so from, from that day when I was like five years old, I've just decided that's what I think that manna looks like. It's not, not true because puff wheat wasn't invented until 1895. I looked it up <laughs> and then Quaker made money off it. It was, it was an accident. It came out accident. It's a true story. Manna came uh, day after day, God provided uh, for that day. And he didn't let them take more than they needed for that day. And if they tried to take more than they needed, it would actually rot. And I just thought that was interesting. God's provision for that day was just for that day, except the day before the Sabbath um, that lasted through the Sabbath. And I was like, Sabbath is important. Look it up. Um, but anyways, they came from here and they're going to here and God met them here in there today with a provision that they didn't even uh, yet have words for. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. There's another story of a similar provision of a guy named Elijah. And Elijah was a prophet uh, and he had just given this prophetic word to the king about a drought that was that was coming. And if I was him, I would have thought that'd be a great time to start like my following and start getting some, some people around me and like, I just gave this word, it's about to come to pass. So like, you know, come be with me while this word comes to pass and we're gonna look really cool. Um, because that's, I think prophetic people are cool. That's my definition of cool. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> I thought that's what, that's what I would have done. Uh, but instead God uh, sends him and, and directs him to this place. It was a, a place called Cherith. It was a brook. And he said, go, go and hide here. So he goes into a season of, of hiding. His, his whole calling was to speak to people, bring the word of God, what God was saying. Um, it's this unexpected move and an unexpected season. Um, and then in a similar fashion, God, how God provided to the Israelites, he provided for Elijah day after day, after day, after day. God provided. It wasn't manna this time. God sent the ravens. Uh, God sent ravens that carry bread and meat uh, so that Elijah had food and then he had the brook to drink from. And uh, God didn't provide again for the, the month or for the year, uh, but he provided for the morning and then he provided for the evening. And I just think it's interesting. God provided through an unexpected source. It was actually uh, an unclean source according to, to their, their customs. Uh, a raven would have been considered an unclean bird. It's actually where we get the the word ravenous comes from raven. Like they were just they were they were like scavengers and this this sort of thing. And so so God provides for Elijah day in and day out through a source that he would have never have thought to pray for himself. And yet this is the provision that God brings. Um, and I love that in this in this story he provides in the morning and then he provides again in the evening. And like I don't know about you, but there's been some times. Uh, in this past couple years where like, like provision for the day wasn't enough, like grace for the day wasn't enough. I'm like, Lord, I need grace. Like I need grace for this, this hour. And I need grace for like the next, and I'm probably going to come back to you later. Cause I think I'm going to need grace for that hour as well. Um, and like, I, I just love, I love that about the story that he had to trust that the raven was going to come back and provide. And he did again and again and again. And Elijah heard God speak. He had seen him work. Now he's in hiding. Um, and, uh, and I think, I think if that was me, I would have thought like, what a wasted season, 
what a waste, like what a delay in God's plans. God, you said that you had these things we were going to do. We were going to go and do this stuff. And I think God was teaching Elijah some things about his provision and about his character and about how he works, about his timing. Sometimes there's a purpose in the delay. Personally, I hate delays. I think it's the least efficient way of getting somewhere. Um, so, but somebody said something to me once that really stuck. It was Kirk Duncan. And uh, Pastor Kirk is a phenomenal guy, and he, he pastored in uh, Bible fellowship over uh, two, two different times. It was 25 years uh, when he combined those times. He traveled all over the world, such a respected uh, prophet uh, among the nations. And, and uh, I've been on a number of missions, missions trips, and usually I'm the one holding everybody's passports, and it's all like teenagers, and I'm you know making sure that people drink water and put on sunscreen and that sort of stuff. Uh, but I got to go on this one trip with Pastor Kirk, and then I was like, I got to be the kid. Like everybody else was significantly old, older than I was. And so we're on this trip and I got to just, just listen and learn and, and glean uh, these truths from, from these older, older people who had kind of taken me along for the ride. And um, one of the things he said, it just seared itself in my heart and I just love it. And he said that the purpose of delay is to adjust the servant and to purify the vision. And I was like, oh, that's good. I'm going to preach that one day. So here I am. Uh, but I'll never forget that. And I, I, I wonder if we could apply that to Elijah's story because when he comes out from this unexpected delay, he actually steps into like a new level in his life and in his ministry. And the, the next place God leads him is to this woman and her son and they were out of food. Like they had no more food left. They're going to make their last meal and die. And Elisha uh, kind of commands them like, let's, let's you know, make, make some food. And like, you don't understand, this is all we have. Um, but then the, the oil and the flour never run out and they had enough to eat. There was a, a miraculous provision. And then uh, later after that, um, years, a couple of years later, uh, this really cool thing happened at a place called Mount Caramel, where um, I hope I'm saying that correctly, uh, where there's this huge display of God's power. Uh, and Elijah's calling the people like, who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve the false gods? Or are you going to serve the true God? And so there was like this showdown, like actually a showdown. Um, on the mount of, of the false, the prophets of the false God and the prophets of, of the real true God. And uh, they're trying to call down fire from, from heaven to consume. Anyways, it, it, the Old Testament is just full of some good stuff. Go check it out. Um, and so God, uh, our God, uh, actually, you know, the fire comes and then the, and there's this big thing and the, the people, they fell down and they worshiped the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, this huge display of, of God's power. See, Elijah didn't ask for Cherith. It was an unexpected place um, in an unexpected season, and, and yet God provided in that season, and, and he brought him into some new things in the season that came after it. See, sometimes uh, God only provides for today, but God can use today. Could God want to use your today? See, sometimes God's working something in you, so that he can work something through you. Romans 8.28 says, We know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purposes. So does God use just the good things? Or is God going to use all of the things? Could he use all of the things? We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purposes. Ephesians 2.10 says, we're his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus um, anew. He has created us anew so that we can do good things that he planned, uh, long, uh, good things he planned for us long ago. 
He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. There are things over your life that he already knew, purposes that he wanted you to walk in. Um, nothing is unexpected. It wasn't unexpected. Uh, James 1 verses 2 and 4, Daniel uh, mentioned this verse a couple weeks ago and and I was like, hey, that was already in my notes. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to keep it. Uh, it was, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. He was, Daniel was talking about great joy. It says, for, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And I read that verse and I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want to grow. I don't want trials and tribulations. I do not want unexpected. I want control. I want to know what is going on. I don't want tested faith. Like I want to just hide. Um, Kevin Drell wrote this book is called The Proving Ground. A really good book just talks about different tests we go through as leaders and um, even as followers of Christ. And he says, he says this line over and over again in the book. He says, it's only a test. It's only a test. I hate that part. <laughs> like I'm working on the joy in it. Uh, but when your faith is tested, let it grow. When your faith is tested, let it grow. So you be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Um, I want the complete. I want the lacking nothing. I don't always want the test. The unexpected to me wasn't unexpected to him. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what are you walking through today? What does today look like for you this this week between Christmas and, and New Year's before we step into 2022? Uh, if you were to stop and think about what is what is the the thing that comes to mind, something that you are dealing with, we're just gonna ask God to meet us in that thing, in that circumstance, in that uh, that loss, that delay, that relationship. Um, that situation, uh, it may have caught caught you off guard, but it didn't catch him uh, off guard, didn't catch him by surprise. Um, it, even if it was unexpected to me, it's not unexpected to him. So God, would you would you meet me? We're just gonna just actually hold hold your hands out um, and and picture that thing in your hands. God, would you meet me in the middle of this situation, in the middle of this circumstance? God, we know you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, I've seen you work before, and I just believe that you're going to come through and you're going to work in this situation today. I'm coming to you in my time of need for, for grace and for mercy from your throne of, of grace. God, I, I trust who you are, that you are Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, that you work all things for the good of those who love you. God, we thank you for who you are, and I just invite you into this situation. It's going to be different for you than it is for me, but I invite you into this situation. I know that it didn't catch you by surprise. So would you meet me in today? Would you meet me in today? Amen. Um, and in the same breath, I want us to, to pray, God, would you work in me today? God, in this situation, in this circumstance, in this relationship, in the middle of this delay, in this middle of this unexpected, God, would you do a work inside of me? Would you let it grow? Would you let my faith grow inside of me? Uh, he says, I work, he works all things together for the good of those who love him. Um, 
let it grow. Let me grow in the middle of it. God, don't, don't waste this. Don't allow me to waste this trial. God, I trust who you are. I believe that God is working something beautiful inside of us as we walk through these things that maybe didn't look like what uh, we had expected. God, we trust who you are. We trust who you are. The, the world is looking for something reliable. The world's looking for something steadfast. They're looking for something that doesn't change. And we, we have that. We have the answer. The answer is Jesus. He doesn't change. He's the leader of our lives. And if you've never asked Jesus to be the leader, the director of your life, I want to invite you to just even pray with me right now. It doesn't have to be a big uh, production, um, but we're just, we just confess uh, with, our, with our mouth who he is, that he's the son of God. We believe in our hearts that that's who he is. We just admit that we are sinners in need of a savior. Um, and so if you'd like to invite Jesus to be to be the Lord and Savior of your life, would you just pray with me really, really quick right now? Um, God, I, I, I admit that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I, I need your grace. I need your forgiveness for my sins. And I believe that you are who you say you are, that Jesus was the Son of God, that he died and rose again um, for my sins. And I, I confess with my mouth that I, I want Jesus as, as my Lord and Savior to lead me and to guide me uh, in life. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd love to hear about it. You could, uh, and we'd love to connect. You can send an email to hello at horizonchurch.ca and we'd love to talk about what, what the next steps could be uh, for you. Um, we're so thankful. So thankful if you if you joined us today here online. We're so thankful that you would take time um, to be together with us. Uh, Surrey Church. I know you're not used to watching online all the time, but you'll be in person next week. And Princeton Church. We are working on it. We'll be together soon. Uh, we'll let you know uh, when that's when that's going to be. But we love we love you guys. I hope you have an awesome Boxing Day and just a great uh, great New Year's. See ya. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.